Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? My voice is still a little scratchy, but guess what? You still got to do a podcast interview. This is actually an opportunity where I was put into the I was put into the interview chair. I was interviewed by Summer McStravick, who is you'll come to find out when she's on my podcast that she is oh my goodness, she's worked with the greats. Wayne Dyer and Greg Braden and Louise Hay, and Susie Orman. I could go on and on. And it was a lovely opportunity. I always feel like I have a deeper understanding of my story and where I am at with it when I go through this process of being interviewed. It's a growth experience for me every single time. And I thought it was so, yeah, just concise and to the point, and I wanted to share. I love you guys so much. I do want to give an organic shout-out to the people that make this show possible. Now, I do sponsors, but I only partner with people of uh, products that I use or courses that I dive into. And one is is the Marion Institute. So this fall, I went to the biological certification course for practitioners through the Marion Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was incredible. It was incredible. It's changed the way I view health. And we will talk about that in the future But I got hands-on diagnostic work, things like contact thermometry, things like body adipose index, things like cell voltage, things like heart rate variability under a stress test. And you learn why, why we need to look at how the body is functioning, not only from a chemistry standpoint, but from electricity. And then we can create a plan based on all those things and a person's temperament and their constitution. It really did. It changed my life. And I want to go back this spring. They're doing it again. This is an online hybrid course where you do some of the work online and you do some in person. So I implore you to look into that. The link is in the show notes. You can use code BEAUTIFULLYBROKEN for a discount on the intro course. And it's a 10 out of 10. The other mention I want to give is LightPath LED. Obviously, my longtime partnership, Scott Kennedy's been on the podcast three times. Their new diesel series, it is like the baller light panel that you've never seen yet. The thing is 15 inches wide. It is built like a brick shithouse. It is powerful. It is like no panel on the market. They have a five-year warranty. And every purchase comes with support. And that's why I love the company. And listen, if you want better skin, less wrinkles, and you want results from a light therapy device, that's your go-to. And that's also code beautifully broken. And the last partner I'll mention is Silver Biotics. So Silver Biotics includes a technology in all their products called AG404, which is a silver coated particle, which allows everything they make to steal electrons from bad guys, bad invaders, pathogens in the body. So whether it's the toothpaste or the immune support, or my new favorites is their wound gel, which is amazing for sunburns and cuts and abrasions that outtested anything that they're currently using in a hospital. Again, just so affordable, so effective, something to have in the cupboard when you want to better manage your long-term wellness. And that is code beautifully broken. And they actually offer 30% off everything in the store with that code. So give them love. When you do that, you give me love. It is time for you and I to jump into the show. So let's go. 
Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on this show, we explore the survivor's journey, practitioners making a difference, and the therapeutic treatments and transformational technology that allow the body to heal itself. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes. Because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Freddie, I am so delighted to introduce my whole audience to your perspective on health and healing. And I want to reiterate one more time before we jump in that our goal in today's episode is if you have a chronic illness, if you have any illness, if you love somebody with an illness, if you're caretaking somebody with an illness, and you sometimes wonder, why don't you just get over it? Or, oh, this is so hard. I want to take all that energy off it and create a different relationship, knowing that this is part of you and your life, and you may very well heal from it. They may heal from it. How can we do that? And or how can we make peace and love who we are, no matter what our body is doing or, or saying to us? So we're going to talk about healing energetically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, as well as physically. And I have the most fabulous guest here to help with that. Freddie Kimmel, take it away. Introduce yourself. Hi, it's such an honor to be here. My name is Freddie Kimmel. I am a, who am I? That's the big yeah. question. Yeah. I love that question. Uh, <laughs> who am I? Because we could go Biggest like 18, 18 levels yeah. down. Yeah, I yeah. am. I am a human being. So what I spend my life today committing to help people find the inspiration, the empowerment, and the education to radically take ownership of their health and their story. And whether that's on the biochemical level and chemistry and blood chemistry and lymphatics, or it's that mental, emotional, spiritual, where is the rock of your heart? Where is your true north compass? And that can encapsulate anything. And and the big thing I always, I love to offer is it's, it's the energy behind the action. Mm-hmm. It's how we touch someone when we hug. That's how we open the door to the refrigerator. It's the love we put into the food on the stove. It's everything. So we always have these opportunities to just be expressing our most beautiful peak performance in, in the little simple things. And they add up into... You know, they add up into a life that is just, it's beautiful and it's worth something. Mm-hmm. So I'll mm. start there. Mm. Yeah, good. Okay, well, I'm going to throw some, I was going to say softballs at you, but I ran across you because I noticed that you were both cancer survivors and you've also been through a lot of other things. I also have another chronic illness. It sounds like you, I mean, I know you have a lot, have had a lot. I don't know what state you are in your your journey, but I know for me that the many times I've been faced with my health absolutely going down, or sometimes I call it my body betraying me. And I feel like my body betrayed me. And then I realize, oh my God, I haven't been listening to my body. I mean, because that's what happens, right? If you're not listening to your partner, something's going to happen. So then I have to go through a big, long process of rebuilding my relationship to it. Can you tell me about your relationship to your body and the things that is that have happened to it? And then also like, you know, how you've learned to bridge that and heal it and help it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say that if we were to look back, I started out as a very young human being, 23 years old, uh, woke up one day with like full body rheumatoid arthritis, which at 23, I just sort of ate Advil, which 
progressed to indomethacin, which progressed to Plaquenil, different immune modifiers just to suppress the pain. And I really wasn't interested in being sick or going to the doctor. You know, I just wanted to do what I needed to do to show up and and follow my dream, which at the time I was I was pursuing Broadway in New York City. I was a Broadway performer and I was going wow. going very well. You know, yeah. um, I was one of those kids who, you know, you hear the story where you set down your bags and it'll be years before you work. I booked my first Broadway tour right off the bus. <laughs> wow. I know. Oh. I know. And so, you know, I didn't have time to be sick. Nah. Cut to three yeah. or four years later, I had eventually had this pain in my uh, left testicle, which started to move to my belly. And I wound up in an emergency room with mm-hmm. advanced testicular cancer, which had spread to nine lymph nodes in my abdomen. There was yeah. a tumor wrapped around my vena cava, cutting off blood supply to my heart. There was one Ugh. wrapped around my left kidney. And so life just took this incredible, incredible left turn. You know, I had to step away. I was like, my dreams are happening. You're telling me now I have cancer and then progressing to, oh, this cancer has metastasized to your, to your organs. You could definitely die. Mm -hmm. So I had to set down what I was, you know, I had to set down music theater and acting and singing and dancing. And I had to, I had to apply the same veracity that I did there at beating cancer. And I did. And I tell people, you know, this is where I I imagine I'm like, I'm going to go back to New York. I'll get another Broadway show. Oprah's going to have me on because what a great story. And it wasn't that way. You know, I started going to the emergency room with these terrible bouts of abdominal adhesions where my intestine would twist from scar tissue and I'd be rushed to the emergency room and they'd cut out a foot of small bowel. Yeah. That happened from 2007 to 2015. Mm-hmm. So I almost lived on this wheel of life and death, very extreme. And in the middle, the immune system crashed. I had systemic Lyme disease, which I had to take the systemic, it's a whole body affair. I had uh-huh. to take antibiotics for three years, which really didn't mm-hmm. do a lot. You know, I had, I had bought a home. I'd managed to get into a home. It was filled with black mold. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, everything that happened, it was this perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And it really, because when you're that ill, when you're that sick, people do not know what to do with you. Oh yeah. You I know? know, and so like you said, at the beginning of the podcast, from day one, I didn't have a conversation with my body. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant. What is it? What do you mean listening to your body? What do you even mean? <laughs> that might not be a shared reality we all, we all land on. So I learned. I started to learn and really become intuitive and ask better questions about my health. What, what is robust health? You know, you said, well, how did you get out of this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, the body is so much like a fish tank. It's so much like a fish tank. And I love this example because if you took a beautiful fish tank and you can imagine the fish tank with like beautiful blue rocks and like a scuba Steve and like a tropical tree, it's bubbling oxygen in there. But if we put a blanket over it and we unplug the oxygen in the water and we leave it for three days and we take off the blanket, all the fish are dead. There's mold and viruses and actually sometimes bacteria growing in the tank. Nobody came by and coughed in that tank. Nobody came by and took a syringe and injected disease in there. Mm -hmm. It was a balanced ecosystem in which the light and the sound and the oxygen and the the harmonious nature was in complete balance. And my body being 98% water and saline and have, it needs inputs of information to maintain my ecosystem was totally off. 
And so from my understanding, you know, that's what I started to look at. What was my time in nature like? Did I know how to deep diaphragmatic breathe? Were the minerals that needed to balance the pH in my body in correct form based on my nutrition? Was I moving enough? Was I living in a state of joy and radical self-love? Or did I go into every single audition that I was trying to book and have self-doubt and shame and fear and hatred towards myself when I didn't do good? So I had to really look at what my life, what are all the pieces of information that are going into this supercomputer? And, you know, based on all that information, I started living my life dramatically different. Everything from every bite of food I ate to how I spent my time, who was in my inner circle. And of course, because I was so sick, I used different elements of technology to teach my body in a very short amount of time that I could feel radically different. Mm. And so I, I say technology, I mean something like a hyperbaric chamber or red light therapy, or even maybe in or in or out of the know of the audience who hears this pulsed electromagnetic field. So an electromagnetic wave, which stimulates the cell to breathe and dump garbage mm -hmm. known in the world for healing non-union bone fractures, but essentially as a body, I have a magnetic field that is either very robust or it's diminished when I start to get ill. Yeah. So I use all these tools not to replace the natural rhythm of how the body heals, but to show my body that in a really short amount of time, like months that I could actually feel good. Mm -hmm. And then how do I remain or retain that balance naturally? And that's what I talk about on the, on the podcast that I do. Yes. The beautifully broken podcast. I, I need to mention that it'll be in the show notes as well, but, and there's no better way to put it as you talk, like our similarities are, are ridiculous. Mm. I fell ill ended up with adhesions, sepsis, gangrene. When I was 19, I was in an opera program. I went to college quite early. It crashed my whole career. I tried to go back in afterwards. No go. Yeah. It was just, I know that space of having life dip in and say, thou shalt not go there. You have this instead. And you're young and you're like, I don't understand. Mm. Why aren't you cooperating with me? So. I don't know. We have just so many overlaps. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. That's um, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. It's, this is about your journey. I guess both of our journeys. So you're 23, 25, 27. You've just gone through a massive body. I hate to use breakdown, shift. Mm -hmm. right? Because everything that happens, I feel like is uh, there for a reason, teaching us something. Mm -hmm. And we get these things that are going to pivot us in different directions. And some of us get the health stuff, even though we don't like mm. it. Eventually, eventually I've learned that it's, it's been one of the top things that have happened to me in my life because it's taught me the most. Mm. So you've discovered an equilibrium. It sounds like you, you refound that mm. and you tested and tried a lot of things to get there. And I know that won't apply to everybody because, but you've had almost everything, right? So <laughs> Maybe it will apply yeah. to almost everybody. Yeah. What did you first kind of discover was, oh, this works. Oh, this is teaching my body. As you said, you know, showing it what it could be like or feel like. Yeah. I think some of the most profound movers were taking all, every bite of processed food that was not alive or living out of my diet. So it was just a non-starter for me. There was a day 
Yeah. You know, there was a day that I picked. I was like, I'm eating only vegetables and organic meats and there will be no processed anything ever mm -hmm. again in my diet. Now I've loosened that a little bit today, but I'm pretty much a 99%er. Yeah. You know, people would be like, "Oh, you're really obsessive about that." And I can tell you that a dramatically dramatic reduction in pain. Mm. What was fascinating to me is that it didn't fix it. And I did have a doctor say, "You know, I'm going to be real honest with you. You are at a point where just food alone is not going to fix you." And I remember being really angry. I was like, no, I should just be able to eat good and clean and adjust all the lifestyle. But mm -hmm. I was beyond that point. Mm -hmm. And my body was presenting with maladies beyond that point. Yeah. So another thing that was really profound for me is I started to use uh, red light therapy. There was a specific panel or a, a belly wrap that I put on my scar tissue. And really immediately, I started to have such a wild reduction in pain from the adhesions. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, how is red light doing this? Red light is a, it's just a spectrum of light that tends to have deeper penetration into the skin. But what the light does is it's actually charging your cell. It's releasing nitric oxide. It's helping circulation and it's helping mitochondria, which is the battery, the powerhouse of the cell, which makes all life possible. And we know this, we know it helps we will see, we always want to, we always want to reduce things in the health world to down like red light does this, but really it mm -hmm. helps charge the cell. And as a result, people with severe eczema will have these eczema patches go away. Huh. Men with male pattern baldness, which obviously didn't work for me. Um, <laughs> this is not video, but I have no hair. <laughs> um, I, but I, t I tell you, it actually does. It did help grow hair back. So we get all these weird things. People have inserts where they'll put liners around their gums and they'll have red light therapy in their mouth and it helps to regenerate the receding tissue in the gums. Wow. You'd say, but well, how does red light treat all these things? It doesn't. The body has this wonderful mechanism of converting light to healing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Find your light, right? right. So right. Uh, this was another one. You know, the last one I'll just say is a castor oil pack on the liver. You know, castor oil is an oil which you should not eat but you can rub on the skin, the dermis, and mm -hmm. if you apply heat with the castor oil, the vibration of the heat helps the oil penetrate deep down into the liver or the intestine, and it really, it supports the liver's ability to convert environmental toxicants and break them down where then they can move out of the body, the liver being a, a secondary amunctory. And Hold it's on. Just, yeah. Hold on. You're making me have flashbacks. I probably spent two years with a castor oil pack across my abdomen with saran wrap on top and yeah, a heating pad. Oh, yes, I did. And when you were saying red light therapy does the same thing, I was like, oh, praise Jesus. You know, I'd rather have done the red light. The castor oil is, oh, <laughs> but you're right. It works. It did. It worked. Okay, keep going. That was it just works. <laughs> no, it, it works. It's fabulous. And, and I know, you know, it's such a, a polarizing little world we live in. So I, I always, I know sometimes people are like, oh, that's, that's woo woo. And it's, it's really, um, you know, it, there's so much profound evidentiary proof around these are 5,000 year old mechanisms. You know, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a great example. Actually, I lost a friend in the pandemic because I was really in ice baths. I would sit in ice for three minutes and some guy was like, this is irresponsible. There's a pandemic. And I was like, well, actually, cold therapy is a hormetic stressor, which rebounds the immune system 
in a profound way. And mm-hmm. if we go all the way back for hundreds and hundreds of years ago, especially in di- little Danish towns, they would yeah. set their babies outside in the snow to develop a robust immune system and get them all dirty and all the things. So most of the things I'm talking about, they're based on Hippocrates' views on medicine. It's based on, it's like, I live in a 72 degree box controlled temperature differential, which does not help my thyroid to regulate body temp. So sometimes it's just getting the body back in alignment with these rhythms that people knew 5,000 years ago. It's really, we think we've invented it. (laughs) And then we've just been like, all I'm doing is I'm harnessing, you know, the predominant spectrums of red light, which happen from sunrise to about uh, 8.30, 8.45 in the morning, which we now know if we stand outside in those sunlight rays, we get this predominant spectrum of red light, which helps to reset the circadian rhythm and benefit sleep. So it's just kind of recycling old stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The magnetics, I got one more that's that's really fun okay. that, um, you know, people talk about, you know, PEMF, pulsed electromagnetic field, which is essentially running a current through a copper coil. Mm-hmm. There's a magnetic field that comes off. And just mm-hmm. so if anybody hears this, you are a magnetic coil as a body. You create a torus field, which mm-hmm. goes up and around strongest from the heart. The heart is the strongest magnetic field. And we can measure this. I think it's a magnetic encephalograph. Mm-hmm. But people used to dig holes in the dirt and they would put bodies in the ground to be closer to the core of the earth, intuitively knowing that when we ground there is a pulsed electromagnetic wave from the oscillating core of the planet, the molten core and layers of iron spinning around. And the closer you are to that field, the quicker your body's going to heal because the cell is breathing, dumping more garbage and making better energy. So there's always a nature equivalent for all this stuff that I, I reference. Do you remember magnetic beds with all the little copper Oh, yeah. I had one of I those, do. too. Uh-huh. I do. <laughs> All yeah. these things you're saying, I'm like, I remember that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so I know that when I was going through my illnesses, getting the, the Western world and the alternative world to tolerate one another, I'll use tolerate because that's as far as I could get them to go, Yeah. was difficult. And I decided to pursue both modalities. How do you feel like when, you know, it sounds like you've been on a journey of just collecting all kinds of resources for just about everything that come from the alternative modalities. How do you reconcile or work with somebody or like somebody comes and presents something to you? How do you know like what to say to them? Like what mm. their path should be? Mm-hmm. Should it be all Western? Should it be Eastern? Should it be alternative? Should it be a mix? I know this is highly individual, but I think when a lot of us are presented with an illness, our first thought is, I am so incredibly lost. I had never thought I was going to get this. I don't even know what to do next. And I remember Mm -hmm. being in that doe-eyed blindness for a Mm -hmm. while. So to have somebody step in and say, oh, here's how you do it. Like, what can you say to that? I know that's a really big question. Oh, no, it's a great (laughs) question. It's a great question. And the, the things we share as human beings across all states, all races, all the things, right? The things that we share are the body needs to be flooded with minerals. We need to flood the body with oxygen. We need to support the lymphatic system. We need to support the off-gassing of the nervous system. We need to support the energetic body. Mm -hmm. You know, really, and we need to have a connection with something bigger than ourselves. 
So we can probably all like make a list and be like some zero to 10, where are you at each of these boxes? I might've left out a box, but mm -hmm. there are like five or six things that I, I love to reference for people. Yeah. And it is an individual case by case basis, but based on what your symptoms are. So it's all about the symptoms are the divine whispers from the body with an opportunity to go deeper and heal. We have a lot of symptom suppression. So that's my first question. I'm like, is what you're doing right now, is it palliative care, which is good. You have to meet a person where they're at and assist. You can't heal in pain. Yeah. You know, there's no mechanism to deal with pain in the body other than to change something. So how are you looking at that voice, that symptom, that divine whisper from your body? And what are you going to do with it? It's fine to palliate, but eventually, eventually we got to move through to the body is probably stuck somewhere. Whatever you're experiencing, if you're this podcast, you're stuck somewhere because your body is making repeated attempts to rebalance at a level of homeostasis and it keeps failing. It's like a fly hitting the window and it keeps bumping off and it keeps doing that. And that's the loop. So how do we correct the loop? And so we got to We got to look at the body like that fish tank. What are the elements I can flood my body with in order to remain in a state that is a normal balance or a peak performance balance? Mm -hmm. And that's where precision medicine or individualized medicine, biological medicine, you know, is really looking at that 5,000 year old study of what, what makes the body well. A lot of times it's going without. It's what are you going to remove from your life? Not what I'm going to add, not what <laughs> supplements I'm going to add. Processed sugar, blue light, <laughs> blue light at bedtime. I mean, just mm -hmm. basic stuff, but more than yeah, that. Yeah, we, we mm -hmm. could go on. You know, the, yeah. I think one of the most you know, I, I love watching people. That's a theater trait that I got because I was a pretty good actor, you know, great singer. And even from a little, little kid, my parents would be like, man, you really like to observe and listen. And you're such a good listener. And that's all performing is you're listening and you're waiting to pass the potato. So on stage in a Broadway show, your target for what you want is always changing. And I was like, that's the way life is. It's just like a tennis game. The target is always moving. And so sometimes people reflect back to me when I'll say, uh, you know, I'm talking about uh, bowel health or castor oil, or I'm talking about, um, you know, the, the different elements of restoring the microbiome and people will be like, oh, health is such a moving target. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And we live in a world, we live in a world where there is this story that more is better. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the parable of the man who just goes out and fishes for his family. And they're like, oh, you should, you should hire somebody, you know, so you can get a couple of people and then you can sell those fish in the market. This guy's like, why would I do that? He's like, oh, so you can make more money. They're like, okay. Well, you actually, what you should do is you incorporate and you get everybody fishing for you. Then you can export to a different country. You'll quadruple. But why would I do that? The net is, is that at the end of the day, you want all these more things just so you can have more time with your family or whatever mm -hmm. that simple version of your ecosystem is that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But because of, I think, I think unconscious capitalism drives a lot of illness in the United States. I think we look around and we think, we think there's a story created in what we want. And a lot of times, just from my experience, there's no joy at the end of that ladder. Joy for me, it's like getting up and being able to poop, have a cup of coffee, walk outside and be, oh my God, look, I get to contribute to the wellness of the world. Yeah. That's it. I see um, many of us 
looking at our bodies as things that we use to get where we want to go. And I've heard the analogy of, well, you have to take care of your car. You got to change the oil. You have to do this and that. But if your body is just a thing that you use, that's when you said the, you know, the kind of capitalistic response, right? That's, that's exactly where I go to. Oh, Mm. your body breaks, go get this thing, put the bandaid on it, you know, tape the tailpipe back up again, whatever, you know, just to get to point A to point B, it is certainly not the top of your list. Yeah. So that for me is a, is a shift I'm still continuing to make because I still get externally focused on all the other things in my life. And then I always have to remember, I'm not just using these cells. Right, I'm prostrate with gratitude to them. It's how I have to remind myself to be. Especially when you have such a powerful mission. Hmm. It's like, how do you short the mission? You're like, okay, wait, I can kind of timeline out the longevity that I'm going to need to achieve this. I was like, why am I going to throw away the only vessel that matters? Mm -hmm. but we overextend ourselves. I'll just use the example of a car. Yeah. The cars people pay money on. I mean, like, you know, that could easily afford like a good home that they sit in your driveway 98% of your life. They only get you to where you want to be from point A to point B. And then they're just sitting there. Yeah. It's a terrible use of money. (laughs) There's a, there's a guy I used to follow who's called Mr. Money Mustache that was based on the Monopoly guy. And he said, never buy a car, never drive a car more than $10,000. You can get an amazing car for Mm $10,000. I promise you that that won't break down. It'll get you where you want to go. But you start adding up those examples and you're like, oh my God, I've got money. I could have like, I could have a whole wellness center in my house if I really reprioritize my spending. Yeah. Yeah. But we leverage ourselves. We leverage ourselves against that story. Mm -hmm. I think on, this is just my theory on what our perception of joy is. And so we back ourselves into these lives where you almost don't have a choice yeah. because it's against a mortgage and student loans mm-hmm. and I could, you know, you go on, but mm-hmm. man, it's such an ecosystem healing. Yeah. It's yeah. all related. Yeah. I mean, just pressing that point, the, I don't have time for it, the, I don't have money for it, or even the, I don't have the emotional capacity to try to integrate these other ideas and ways of healing. I just want to go to the doctor and have them fix me. You know, you have to have a real deep desire and an ability to sort of resist a lot of the outside world's demands or shoulds Mm. in order, I think, to really explore what true deep healing is and can be because we're Mm -hmm. just not set up for it as a society. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. yet. I know. Um, I'm I'm, I'm not going to go down that path because you could really get me rolling on that one. Um, We're we're working on it one podcast at a time. Gosh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, Last question before we wrap up here. Mm -hmm. You mentioned biohacking to me, you know, before this. Yeah. I love the term biohacking because my my nerd brain just lights up, you know, stars all over. (laughs) What what do you mean by that? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's sort of like everything you've been talking about, but. Yeah. I mean. You know, I, I'll say that, you know, I got, first of all, I got so much great information when I was so lost from podcasts. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's why I do a, I do a podcast just because I was like, man, I want to, I think I've got enough information in my head that I sort of want to give back. So that was like five years ago. And it was the conversation in which I heard the information differently. You know, I heard it in context, not on a marketing ad, not on a box, but I heard it between passing between through 
two people. And it was so profound for me. Biohacking really is a term coined by Dave Asprey, who is um, the Bulletproof Coffee guy and the Upgrade Conference, you know, using technology to upgrade your biology. He was a computer hacker and worked on the original incarnation of the cloud, cloud software. So the term is essentially coined by him. And it really is. Now, I have to say, do I believe today that we ever hack our health? I don't. I think the technology is fun. I think it amplifies things. I think it reminds you of how you good you can feel. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to be plugged into a bunch of machines just like you don't want to be on a bunch of pills. Mm -hmm. So we can use these things to amplify our experience. We can use things like red light therapy and hyperbarics and magnetic coils to take us out of pain mm -hmm. without destroying your gut wall without creating an opioid addiction. I mean, listen, it is so much the lesser of two evils because um, <laughs> a lot of this stuff really, really does work. Yeah. And I, I also think, I think it deserves a, a new word. I think it's going to evolve. It really is. It's, it's a lot of the stuff we're just, we're re-engineering our alignment with nature, but we're using technology because we've designed these little lives that I mean, the stuff that we produce, I mean, look at the content you produce and, and all the, the projects you're involved in. It's just, it's really not within the human design. I would argue that we're meant to eat, sleep, play, make love. Did I say sleep? <laughs> you know, and, and move and move heavy things. And yeah. other than that, like all this stuff, the busy brain, the busy body, the exploration of what it means to be human you know, that's where it gets a little complicated. So you could argue what we're really designed for. But I think to live the lives that we're plugged into today, I'm a huge fan of using some of these things to not only optimize performance, but to mitigate the severity of, of symptoms, to learn better about the body. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's fascinating that, that we are these electrical beings. Mm -hmm. We are an electrical body that governs the chemical body. And so, yeah, I'm just... I'll be really interested to see as this stuff evolves and it does, it is becoming, you yeah. know, it already is mainstream. I always say, mm -hmm. um, or mm -hmm. let me say this. I always say, I just started saying this. I said the future <laughs> is here. It's just not evenly distributed. Yes. <laughs> so That's these beautiful. things are here now, today, you name it, regenerate a joint, you know, gene therapy, all these wild things are coming, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just not evenly distributed. So mm -hmm. I think with conversation with the adoption price drops, we get affordability for, for more people across different spectrums. And uh, some of the stuff, it's just undeniable. Yeah. I mean, you know, talk about, let me just, you know, on a basic, a basic biohack <laughs> is, is lifting weight. Uh -huh. You know, when I went through uh, chemotherapy, there was something in me that I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym with like track needle marks in my arm. I look like ET. I'm all burnt <laughs> out and white. My doctor's like, don't go to the gym. Don't touch a weight. Don't be in that dirty Jeremy. I was like, no, yeah. I'm like having a Rocky moment. I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be pushing weight. But the stats around the reoccurrence of breast cancer when women exercise is it's, uh, it's above 70%. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the metabolic activity, uh, we'll go back to the mitochondria, your dense mitochondrial tissue is your insurance policy of mm -hmm. having a worse time with cancer. And mm -hmm. so everybody should be lifting heavy things. And now we have all this technology to make it safe. You know, we have all these great machines like adaptive resistance exercise, ARX, mm -hmm. you know, I could go on, there's tons of them, mm. but that is a basic one where we got to pick up stuff and grunt 
just for a little bit in a safe way. You don't want to get hurt, but the body responds quite favorably. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a million takeaways uh, from today. <laughs> I'm going to go back to that question 20 minutes ago. The person who is looking at their body and saying, oh my God, why did you do this? Let's just say that that's the manifestation of whatever is not in harmony, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the fish tank went bad. That person I'm hoping listening right now is opening up and thinking, what are the other pieces that I feel drawn to? What can I research? What can I look for myself as opposed to just relying on what's being you know, presented to me or shoved in my face that they'll explore a bit? and seek and find. And your podcast is a great way to do that, by the way, the Beautifully Broken podcast to pick up a lot of that. Because again, I know you can't tell everybody right now what they should be doing for all of our individual little, you know, breakages. But would you agree that's the mindset at least to go into and sustain? Yeah, I'd say that just as you said that I remember sitting in my I remember sitting in the emergency room and I'm about to go in for my first surgery. And I I remember very teary eyed. So I was like, what did I do to get this? Yeah. What did I do to get this? And my doctor was like, you did nothing. You did nothing. And I remember I was like sort of pissed at that answer. (laughs) You know, my accepting that every, every choice I've made in my life, whether conscious or unconscious played into me having cancer Mm -hmm. gave me agency to change everything. So it was, it was incredibly empowering for me to look at what was being called in for my growth, for my opportunity. It's yeah. a very short little life. So if, if I think you can look at it either way, but the other way, the alternative, and I never know, but the other alternative is a very angry universe in which we are thrust unfavorable experiences upon us. And, and I'm choosing, I'm choosing not to live that way. Yeah. And that's just my choice. I don't think there's a right or wrong, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it this way. I a hundred percent agree. I always say, if my body knows how to manifest something, it knows how to unmanifest it. Mm. It's already been in a healthy state. It remembers that. It it will know what to go back to. Mm -hmm. So I remind myself of that all the time when I feel like, oh, this will never end, or what can I do, or it's not working. Like My body basically remembers, I just have to find the right triggers to get that going, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Yep, that's it. All right, Freddie. Fabulous. Thank you. I'm I'm hoping people are feeling really inspired right now and like wanting to, I know everybody's Googling red light therapy and (laughs) like, what is that? Just get on, put on the Rocky soundtrack, go outside for a walk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You've got all the power in the world with inside you. You just got to clear away the noise. And hopefully they're going to visit you also beautifullybroken.world. That's your website. So Thank you so much for today. Such a blessing to meet you. Thank you. You too. I'm excited to get you on mine. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and please leave us a review. Five stars if you loved it. And before you leave, there is one big way you can continue the learning and the deepening of this relationship we started in this very episode. You can go to beautifullybroken.world and check out our brand new website store. Listed are all the wellness technologies, the supplements, the educational courses that I love and I personally use. Most of them offer significant discounts just by using the link 
or the discount code, which is normally beautifully broken. And they do support the podcast through affiliations. Now we have a brand new feature. If you want to see the beautiful faces of our guests and watch me unbox and review products, you can head over to our new YouTube channel, Beautifully Broken World. I do have to tell you our OnlyFans page is under construction, so stand by for that. This last announcement is from my vast team of internet lawyers. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. By listening, you agree not to use the information found here as medical advice to treat any medical condition in yourself or others, and you're always going to consult your physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My closing, the world is shifting. We need you at your very best. So please take the steps to always be upgrading. Remember, while life can be painful, putting the pieces back together is a beautiful process. I love you. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel. Big love.